Welcome back to the Walk It Talk It podcast. I'm your host, Xavier Walker. We got a special guest here, Isaiah Stevens. How you doing? I'm doing good, bro. It's been too long, man. Bro, honestly. it's been a long ass time. <laughs> Five, six years. Middle school days, high school That's days. Crazy. Back in the day, we used to play like football together. I used to live in the same neighborhood. Yeah, he was like bro. a little munchkin. Now he's over here <laughs> big as hell for no reason. Backyard football <laughs> days, bro. Yeah. Dude, that was lit, bro. Yeah, good times for sure. Bro, good ass times, bro. That bus, bro, that them bus rides, bro. Remember that? Yeah, bro. Bro. I remember, <laughs> bro. I remember I threw the firecracker in the back of the bus. Dude, yeah, <laughs> dude. I forgot about that. Yeah, bro. The bus driver Damn. stopped, pulled over, and it was like, I Damn, sat on a black bro. mark on the seat. Dude. <laughs> dude, that was a fun time. Oh, Damn. Gosh. Back when life was easy, right? Dude. <laughs> dude. I remember my parents said, like, I was always like, I can't wait till I turn 18. Dude. Bro, I I wish I would never said that. That's that mm-hmm. life would hit your ass. It's bro. Just, it sneaks up on you. Like I'm 23 now, and I'm 21, bro. We both about to turn. I'm about to turn 24. He's about to turn 23 or 22. Yeah, 22. Yeah. yeah. You say your birthday is June 9th. Yeah, June 9th. Crazy on June 6th. Gemini season. Let's get it. Absolutely. All right. The first question I like to ask all my guests on a scale from one to ten, where's your mental and where's your physical? Ooh, that's a that's a really good question. Yeah, but um, I love it, bro. I like to dive, dive digest my guess a little bit. Oh, that's a really that's that's a deep one actually. Yeah, so bro. When I think about it physically, I'm definitely the strongest I've ever been. Hold um, on, why why do you say that? Well, I go to the gym now. Um, you know, obviously coming back from deployment and stuff. Yep. Um, yep. and just more discipline. I work at a gymnastics gym, so oh, I'm, really? I'm always moving around. Damn. Um, so it's it's a lot of um physical things. Yep. Mentally. Oh, when I came back, when I came back home, I was at like maybe a two. Really? Okay. Um, but now with like how much like progression I've made, I'd say I'm sitting at a solid, honestly, be completely real with you, yeah. five. Okay. Five, yeah. Why do you say that? Because like there's always a room for improvement. Yep. Right? And there's always way, it always can be worse. Okay. So yeah, that's true. That's true. I would say more like an eight usually, but just because of like, you know, stuff that I, I've been no- noticing lately, um, I've been able to... You know, kind of see more of like where I'm actually at and compared to where I was. But right. mentally, I am the strongest I've ever been, if and that makes any sense. So now when you say that, so how, are you like prepping your mind a little bit? Like how do you, you, you are you doing things like clear up your head? Yeah, like, so working. Working is a big thing. Working out is a huge thing. Yeah, bro, me. me too. I love it. Um, music. Hanging out with friends, coaching, like coaching kids, seeing kids smile, man. Like, oh, is, I bet. Is the best thing ever. Do I bet. Um, and then my, I might feel like a, an eight or nine that day. Yeah, see, yep. Um, but if we're talking to standard, probably like five. So you can like have like a, the worst day. You go and like teach like kids and you just snap like that, snap huh? Snap right back. Snap right back into being happy. And That's what's up, bro. Makes me really happy. I love it. That is what's up. So let's, let's jump into the free running. Would, would, would you call it free running or parkour? So parkour is and free running they kind of go hand in hand. So parkour is kind of just getting from point A to point B like the fastest way possible. So like just jumping over stuff like te- technically walking is parkour. Oh okay. Right? Free running is like say I were to walk to that door over there, I would like walk and then I'd do a spin. Like the spin wasn't necessary, but oh, I did it okay. when I was going over there. So it was parkour and free running. Free running is like freestyle. Okay. So that it's kind of hard to do one without the other. So you're basically doing both at the same time, yeah. either way. Yes. Okay, guys, I was gonna ask you, which one do you do more? Free running, probably. Okay, free running. Yep, I like the flip stuff. So, when, what made you start free running? Oh, bro, <laughs> I'll be honest. When I was younger, I played a lot of video games. Um, I liked playing games like Zelda, mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed. 
um, those type of things. And right. I remember my, I met this dude named Tristan at where I used, where I live now, actually. Um, oh, really? Okay. And he was doing it. And I thought it was kind of odd, but he was moving like video game characters. And I thought that was sick. And one yeah. Day, one day he brought me out and I tried it and I realized that I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the challenge. I enjoyed right. the workout. It was, it was a lot of fun. So he taught you how to like, yeah. like do all the flips and stuff yep. like that. Yep. Everything from the beginning, he basically inspired me. He helped me learn how things were and how okay. to do a lot of stuff. So I was just gonna say, so so is he like who like inspired you to like actually really start doing it? Um, so yeah, he's the one the original guy that got me into parkour. Um, then uh, let's say another person that like inspired my the free running, yeah, like more of the flippy stuff was my buddy Kaylin Chan and Josh Bandy. Okay, which are two people I met later down the road. Okay, and so. I know there's some thrill with that. Do you like get like a kick from like the thrill? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's there's a, there's a whole lot of it's like like you know when you're hitting a PR at the gym. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like you hit a new you know new bench right, right. PR. Um, it's like when you land a new trick, it feels almost for me exactly the same. It's okay. like yo, you're you're trying, you're grinding towards landing this trick. You're Dang. grinding towards that PR, yeah. and then you finally get it, and then you okay. make it yours, and it becomes consistent, and just feels like you know what I can just right. I can just do this over and over again. Damn. So how does practice go by that? Like because. You're flipping, so like, how do you keep practicing that? Like, are you in like in some type of gym? Yeah. So, um, I when I first started, I didn't have access to a gym. I actually did like the most getaway possible. Like grass. <laughs> I, yeah, you know how it was. I just had grass, and uh, I would just take like I remember I had a suitcase, and I put the suitcase on the ground, and I'd try to flip over the suitcase. Oh, to, really? Like, to, like pillows oh, and stuff. Shit. Yeah. Um, it was actually a clip of uh, from where we used to live, where I tried yeah. it, and you know that little park area we used to live. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I was just throwing my like flips onto wood chips, and I was just eating it over and over again Damn, until bro. I could, you know, eventually get older and afford a gym when I wasn't a young teenager anymore. Man, doesn't that hurt? Like, oh yeah, falling like that, Absol- bro. Depend- yeah, absolutely. I'd say for sure. But like wood chips, you know, we're, we were kids, we were young. Yeah, time. true, true. You just fall again, again, again. So yeah. tell, so tell me, what what is the highest building you jump you jumped from? Oh, the highest I've jumped from. That's a... Ooh. I never thought of that before. Really? I know the highest um, thing I flipped off of was in, well, about 16 feet to another building. It was a, I did a gainer over a gap from one building to the other building. What's a gainer? Uh, backflip moving forwards. Oh, so you're running and then you're... Oh, uh, I did standing. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. So I, I did a standing gainer and it was, it was, it was pretty high up. Um, I'd, say, I'd say, yeah, probably like... Say like 14, 16 feet, probably around there, somewhere like that. Um, didn't really have a tape measure, so. Um, but the highest I've just jumped from overall to like snow and like snowbanks, probably about 25 feet. Damn, bro. Yeah. So you like that through. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Damn, bro. I love it, man. It's a lot of fun. I couldn't do that. So does, do, are you not like not scared of injuries or anything? Have you had an in, in, in injury? Injury? Yes. No, I for sure have had one. I actually tore my ACL. Oh, um, damn. I busted my ACL really bad. Um, and I was actually in a gym. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was doing a, um, a cork, which is like a backflip 360 off one foot. Yep. Um, I landed on my knee sideways. I destroyed oh. my ACL meniscus, oh. and I broke my knee in two spots. It took me out for an entire year. Entire year? Oh, yeah. my, oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because, you know, we played football yeah. and stuff. Like, that, that stuff would be common, you know? Like, people exactly. just tear their ACLs, but, like... It's different when you're in your twenties because you're like, Shh, like exactly. This is, yeah. this is the time that I need to be. Yeah, know, exactly. Oh, I need to be going. Damn. So how did that play a role in your mental health? Oh, dude, that that was really bad. Um, there was there was a lot of uh downs for sure. Um, it's because I went from being at like my athletic prime. Exactly. You had to sit down for a while. Yeah, my, I went from being at like my well at, at the time I thought was my athletic prime. Yeah. To um being 
barely able to walk the next day. Damn, so it was just like, and then the doctor telling me, hey, look, like, you might not be able to do this the same ever. I was just going to ask you that. Like, did that, like, did that scare you at all if a doctor said? Absolutely, man. man. I, and, like, when I did the surgery and I realized I couldn't extend my leg all the way. Yep. And I couldn't, like, couldn't bend it all the way. And it just felt, I, my girlfriend had helped me walk. Oh, man. Like, up the stairs when I first, like, got the surgery. It was, it was terrible, dude. Dude, that's, like, the one injury. Of, like, I play flat football right now. And that's, like, the one injury... Throughout all school and all that, I've always been scared of just tearing my ACL, bro. Dude, it hurts, man. Oh. It hurts. How was like the surgery and stuff like that? So they uh, they have different types of surgery. So they have like um, some people take it from their hamstring, yep. um, which is, it's a graft. So they replace your ACL with um, a graft. Usually, it can either be from a dead person or from you know your right. own your own tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, so the strongest one for young athletes is patella patella tendon. So they uh, heard they, of that. Yep, they took my patella tendon. They cut like a slit of it out. And then they actually replaced my uh, where my ACL used to be with a part of my patella tendon, and oh, then the, the patella tendon had to like morph back in with my my knee and basically became an ACL. It's pretty cool. Dang. Yeah, they did like, and then like it literally turns into another ligament again. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Damn. So now with parkour or free running, whatever you want to call it, uh, when did you know that that was like your passion, your thing? Well, I learned that uh, basically when I, when I couldn't stop, like when I learned uh, when I learned a backflip, and for the first time, because it's the originally what I wanted to learn was a backflip. So, like, yo, at school I could just pop a backflip, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right, you know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was doing yeah. that at school all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you were yeah. in school getting backflips at like the school dances and shit, <laughs> running up the wall and stuff. <laughs> Bro, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, one, once I I learned a backflip, I was like, yo, what if I learn everything? Yeah, like bro. I was like I wanted to learn more. It was like I wanted to keep doing more. Yeah, bro. like because like it got harder. Like I, it became instead of me just trying to like want to impress like my friends. It's right. like I want to impress myself. Like, exactly. I know I can see how far you can go. I don't see how far I can push myself. Push yourself, yeah. Just like working out, same thing. Dang. So, is that your like your full time job now? Um. Yeah, I coach uh, parkour and free running at Classic Gymnastics West. Um, it's really cool. I go to se- several gyms and help coach with parkour. Really. Teach kids. Yeah. So how does that how does that feel that you found your calling? Dude, it feels it feels good. Like I I'm, bet, bro. I feel like I'm finally here and it's like I can coast through the rest of my next like 10, 15 years of life like this. Damn, okay. Yeah, so like make decent amount of money, so when did you switch over from, you know, a 9 to 5 to, you know, making free running like your main thing? Well, to be honest with you, bro, I worked at Little Caesars for like when I first started like way when I was like 16. Mm-hmm. And then I did that for like a year. And then I just stopped. I got lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as everyone went through that. Yeah, and I like, and then I, I went to basic training. Yep, and you was gone for like how long? How long was, for that? I was gone for like three months. Three, yeah, three four months around there. With, with the army, right? Yep, that's with the army. Okay. Um, and then I came back, and then I was like started parkour again, and then I just started to get kind of involved in the gymnastics community, and I just kind of went on from there. Honestly, Dang, that's was, crazy. Was, yeah. So now, I, like, I've seen you post on social media. Stuff like um, people like coming at you, like because they're saying like, "Oh, he he doesn't do nothing but do parkour." Mm-hmm. How did how did you handle some of that like backlash? <laughs> so, um, I, p- people like that, like you'll get random hater comments. Yeah, like exactly. That. People yeah. are like, "Oh yeah. yeah, like oh he's just doing flips. It's not that cool." Or like he can't make any money from that. I just ignore it. Right. Because right. like my entire life, all I've been trying to do is, and all I have done is prove people wrong. Exactly. And tell them that, hey, look, like no matter what you say, like I'm just gonna ignore you, and my content and what I do with my life will speak right. for itself. There's no mm-hmm. reason 
to waste energy on people that are just, you know, exactly. there's no reason. They hate for it. If, you, if people are hating, then you're winning. So yeah, at exactly. the end of the day, because you're kind of like me, because I use the hate to like, this. it fuels me even more. So keep hating. Oh, absolutely. Based, like, like, keep it going. Like, that just makes me push myself even harder. Dude, I get a hate, I get hate comments every day, bro. Like, yeah. literally, I'll get hate comments on uh, TikTok um, and YouTube, too. Like, I'll get random people just, R- yep. just say something stupid, and I'm like, all right, you wasted your energy on that comment. I'm not going to waste my energy thinking about it. That will always... So, now, did you build that mindset, or was it affecting you in the beginning? It affected me in the beginning when I when I didn't have as many followers on, like, social media. Um, because I was like, dang, like, these are, like, some people that were close to me. Because sometimes it'd be, like, my family. Like, my family. Oh, really? Yeah, bro. Like, my family would be like, oh, what are you, you're not going to get money from that. Like, it's not going to get you anywhere. Right? right. Like, my ex-girlfriend's mom used to, like, just cook me about it. Really? Right? Allie Dornbos. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't don't be going to her page or anything. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about her, bro. <laughs> yeah, but basically, um, like I'd get told by like people that you know, you you can't do this for life. Yeah, this is not I can see that. Yeah, you're just flipping around. Yeah, there's nothing interesting about it. But then all I did was like, didn't listen to them. I shut them out. Kept mm-hmm. getting better. And now I'm sitting on TikTok with nearly a hundred thousand followers. And they ain't got that much. Yeah, on YouTube I have almost twenty five thousand. So what what? Do you like blow up from like a certain video or you like slowly built it up? How, how did that happen? Um, I've actually had several videos um, blow up on, on YouTube and several on TikTok as well. So it's just kind of a combination of them all. Like oh, my really? highest, Yeah, my highest viewed video was actually a, I made like a Modern Warfare 2 video. It was like, it was like not like a game, but like, it was the game, but it was me in real life. Yeah, like I, I, I did a transition video um, from when I was like doing military stuff. So yeah. like I was in my full gear and yeah. then I transitioned to the cover of MW2. Because I think, I think I'm sorry to cut you off. I thought I seen you post a video. I think I swiped up on one of them. I was like, yo, that's kind of dope. Yeah. I forgot which one it was. I think it might have been that one. Yeah. And it's like, like made like a mini movie. Dude, it's so sick. It's like 8.1 million views right now. Damn, bro. Yeah. That is wild. So it's like. People told me to quit that YouTube stuff, to quit posting stuff. And he just kept going at it. it. just kept going. I bet that's a good feeling proving people wrong, well, it huh? Is. It is. You know? The only person I need to prove right is myself. Exactly. I, I like I like that you said that. I love that you said that. Mm-hmm. And by the way, y'all, this man pulled up in a Camaro, man. He's making good money doing this. <laughs> so he really is showing up these haters, man. I respect that. Congrats on that, by thank the way, you, bro. Thank you. Appreciate no it. No doubt. Um... So what's, since we talk about the military, let's jump over to that. All right. <clears throat> what made you start? What made you join the military? Bro, my dumb ass joined because a girl, bro. Oh, really? Allie Dornbos. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot she was in there, too. <laughs> nah, so, um, okay. Like, all jokes aside, I actually, I joined, like, early on because I really, I always was interested in it. Like, back at South Fork, remember we used to play yep. war and stuff? Like, oh, yeah, with the airsoft guns. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Were, like little kids, yeah. we played like these toy guns and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I just started taking that, that a little too serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, started taking it a little bit too serious. Met a girl. Um, she joined, I joined. Um, and then I just kind of went from there. It's something I've always wanted to do. Right. Um, and it, I've always been really passionate about, like, you know, wanting to do something bigger than who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, obviously, I was little. I didn't understand the world as much as I do now. Right. Um, but I was just like, you know what? I want to do something. I want to protect people. I want to protect this country. Right. These yep. are things that I want to do. Right. Like, I don't want to be, they don't be staying on the sidelines. I want to do something in my life. I feel, yeah. I respect it, bro. And that was also when a lot of the haters were um, talking to me, like, when you just join the army and just stop parkour. Wow, so now, yeah, look at me, yeah. I'm doing both. See how? Yeah. See that? That's crazy. I bet you love that feeling, bro. I do. I really do. It makes you smile. That's yeah, bro. I, that, oh, that's 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 what you need, bro. Hundred percent. So now, um, when you're like going, like getting, when you went to basic training, how was it like leaving your family and your friends for that those couple months? 
Was it hard on you? Um, actually, it wasn't that bad. Um, at first, it was not that bad at all. It was my dude. It was just the fact it was hard. Like there's a lot of um, they like they really messed you mentally. It's not really physically hard. Like mentally, you, yeah. I'm gonna tell everybody who anybody's watching this podcast. If you wrestle or you play like any sport that has endurance is endurance related, you'll pass basic training. Oh right? really? Yeah. It, it, but it takes a specific kind of mentality. Because they're going to sit there and they're going to belittle you. They're going to make you feel like crap. You know, yep. stuff might go sideways at home. Like for me, like the girlfriend I was dating at the time, she cheated on me and I was gone. Like stuff like that. That's like wild. Yeah. Bro. And that's so common, unfortunately. Yep. Oh my God. But continue. Yep. Yeah. Basically she, uh, yeah, got cheated on. So that like messed me mentally. Um, and then like, obviously then waking up the next day around people, the same dudes every day. Yeah. Right. They smell the open same showers. Every, open showers. Right. You just don't have any privacy at all. You eat whenever you're told you, you have to sit down a certain way when you're eating. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the sit down at attention. You can't make eye contact with people. You can't talk. Wait, when you're eating and basically Sometimes, yeah, they, they will not let you talk. You'll sit there and you'll, you'll be like sitting at attention, like with your chest back and everything. And like, they make you like plant your feet a specific way on the ground. Damn, I didn't know that. Eat in a certain amount of time. Why? Why is that? Do you know? Um, just to teach discipline. Discipline, okay. Discipline and be able to know, like, hey, these are your superiors. These are your NCOs, non-commissioned officers, so like sergeants and stuff. Mm-hmm. You follow their orders. They are your. The you are nothing. You are nothing, and you will follow them. You are a number. Dang. You are a number that is in a big group of a bunch of other numbers. Exactly. To make up what this military is, the most powerful military in the world. That is crazy, bro. Yeah. Dude, that was like messing my head too much. Like, how did you see anyone who came in there with like a high ego? Oh, absolutely. Actually, my bunkmate, um, his, I'm, I'm going to say his last name, Stefa. Mm-hmm. He was really, um, he was just, a, he didn't end up, did not graduate because he really? was a problem. Yeah. Um, so basically, he was this dude, he was, thought he was like this thug. He was like this big old, like, white dude. Mm-hmm. Um, He's from Philly or something. And mm-hmm. he was very um, egotistical. He thought he ran the show. He thought the drill sergeants, um, like, listened to him. Like, yeah, he, was, yeah. he was an idiot. And that's not going to happen. Yeah, man. and the thing is, is that if your battle buddy's messed up, you're messed up. And he was my battle buddy. So whenever he got in trouble, I got oh, in trouble. Oh, really? And this dude was not small. So guess who carried his big ass up the hill? Dang. This dude was 240 pounds. I was 140 pounds. Dang. Yeah, I'm 160 now, but like that was what I dude, that was hard. So you just like give up on oh, certain I, workouts and stuff like that. Bro, I wouldn't give up. Nah. <laughs> no, I'm talking about him. Oh yeah, he yeah, he would just give up, yeah. I was like he would he would just give up and he would just I get in trouble. He'd be like, all right, Stefan, you're in trouble, battle buddy join him. And it's like, bro, come oh, on. Man. Dang, bro. So I like and then there actually got to a point where like like he was so bad and so like rude to people. He used the N-word once. Oh man. Yeah, like, and the drill sergeant said, hey, let's take a vote. Who wants him to be kicked out of here? So we all went into this, really? this room. And we, everyone wrote on a piece of paper why he shouldn't be here. And I was the only one that wrote a letter on why he should be here. Wow. Yeah. So my drill sergeant actually saw that. And he was like, you stuck up for your comrade. Like, you were there for your battle buddy. Dang, that's some real stuff right there, bro. Yeah. Even after all that you went through. Yeah, and then there was one time we were all getting smoked, and like he was yelling at us, and he goes, he goes, yeah, he's like, you didn't want him here, Steven? You guys didn't want him here? Stevens, I saw your letter. Don't worry. <laughs> I saw your letter. He goes, don't worry. I saw your letter. He's like, I respect that. And I was like, dang. Dang. Yeah. So how was that? Since you said the letter, so how was that? Because I know my older brother, he's in the Air Force, and like he's writing back letters. Mm-hmm. 
Did you like how was that like seeing like you getting letters from like your family or your friends? Did it like hit you differently? Um yeah, so like I'd get letters from my girlfriend obviously at the time. Mm-hmm. Um she'd shoot me letters and just you get really happy, you get filled with all this joy, yep. like oh yo, like it reminds you that there's stuff going on. And every once in a while I think we got our phones twice. Oh really? Yeah, so they take your phone away from you from right the Yeah, I know, yep, the whole time, yep. Um and then like if you do really good, which my platoon was really squared away, um, they will um give you your phone back for like an hour or so to call home. Oh, okay. You know, all that stuff. And so when that got to happen, it was really cool because I didn't hear my mother, my father, my brother. Right, okay. Um, so it was, it was it was really nice. It gives you like an extra boost. It's the motivation you need to get through the next phase because there's different phases. Really? No, what you mean by that? So like in the beginning, the hardest phase where they try to break you and weed out the weak is called red phase. Um, it's a lot different now. The army's, mm-hmm. army's kind of gotten a little soft. I'm not going to lie. Really? Yeah, from what I've heard. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, but they like, there's red phase, which is like where they try to weed out the weak. And then there's like, I think there's yellow phase and like blue phase and gold phase, something like that. I don't remember right. the order, but they, each of them kind of like, one of them's training weapons, the other one's training, you know, aid, yep. teamwork, et cetera. Okay. Dang. So, damn, that's grassy wild, bro. What? Mm-hmm. So, what's the other phases? Uh, so basically, blue phase is when you just graduate. It's turn called turning. Oh, okay. Yeah, blue phase is basically when you've already become an infantryman. Okay. Um, and for me, I'm an infantryman, so 11 Bravo is my um my what's it called my MOS. Mm-hmm. And like, there's basic training, basic. Everyone yeah, goes to the same yep, same yep. school, same stuff. And then there's OSUT, which is it, OSUT is like it's like your AIT. So that's what the whole thing is called. It's called OSUT, which yeah. is basic training in your AIT. Um, AIT is basically your individual, like your job. Oh, you're trained okay, to do your yep. job. So for me, I'm an infantryman. Like, so what do you do with that? Uh, it's just like a foot soldier. Really? Yeah. Damn, you got own. some some braveness for that, bro. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Damn, bro, what? You have to deal with a lot of BS and just people just kind of like, you kind of just get the butt end of everything. So if you go to war, you're like one of the first people on the line. Yes, you are. Damn, what made you decide that? Like, you're not, like, worried about that or anything? <laughs> like I said, like, I, I wanted to do something. I, I wanted to do something bigger than myself. And if I was going to go in, I was going the full full amount, you know? It's going Damn. all in. That's great. So, now, I saw that you got sent to um, Afghanistan, right? Yes. So, how was that? Like, going... Tell how First off, how long was that plane ride? Bro, okay. Tell me, because that's the one thing I'd be like, bro, you like, It dang. was, like, 16 hours. Okay, that's not terrible. I thought you were going to say like 20. No, I think that, but that's because it was in parts. Oh. Like that, they, that was just going over the Atlantic. Oh, man. So I, well, I'll, I'll compare it to on the way back. So on the way back, it was like 20 some hours. I don't remember the exact number. Dang. But it was literally from like, I, like they had like a screen. Mm-hmm. And on the screen, it was like from one end to the other. And it was like literally it was like a line going across the world. And I was like, it about to be a long flight. Dang. So now were you on like a commercial plane or like a plane with like other soldiers? So, um, oh, that question kind of, that question kind of varies. Um, so when I flew over to Fort Bliss, Texas, which is where we did our pre-mobilization, which means like where they train you like, Hey, look, you're going to go to this area. You need to be ready for this. They start training you with everything again, right. basically base training all over again, but really slim down because you already know stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do that. And then, then you go to your flight to the Middle East. So my staging area was Kuwait. Okay. So yeah, by Iraq. So that, that that's where that's where that's where I flew into, and that was just a commercial flight. Now, when I flew into Afghanistan, we flew in on a C seventeen. Like, so like like a cargo type yes, plane, like with weapons, everything. And how long was that? That second flight. Uh, that flight was. We stopped in uh, another area, so I believe times is, is weird in the army because you just be falling asleep and stuff. But yeah. I'd, I'd say like six hours. 
Like oh. seven hours from Kuwait Damn. to Afghanistan. So do you guys have your phones on that flight? Or you yeah, like... I had my phone. Oh, okay. That's okay. how I filmed all those TikToks in Afghanistan stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah. And how long were you out there for? Uh, I was not in Afghanistan for very long. It was like only like, uh, it was like two weeks, but it was a really bad two weeks. I was just about to say, let's get into that. So first off, were you even... Like that would... If someone told me I'm going to Afghanistan... Because you, you went down there... With, it's stuff happening still, but you went down there when it was like pretty bad, right? Yeah, uh, so I went down there during the HKIA um, evacuation. So the when we were, the U.S. was leaving Afghanistan, um, and that was like a really chaotic time. There was people on the airstrip, like it it was just super, really? it was bad, dude. It was really Dang. bad. So like explain it, get into it more. So basically, uh, we landed there. I'll just explain the whole mission. The whole mission I was a part of was Operation Allied Refuge. Um, basically, which our mission was, was to help Afghan civilians get loaded onto planes that had visa um, cards, um, oh, okay. passports, um, important people that the U.S. that worked with the United States mm-hmm. for the 20 years of war we had there. Um, right. And basically, when we went in there, it was very... Uh, it, I expected when we landed, I remember this, like, they said, like, five, ten minutes to combat landing, which is like, it's like, oh, shoot, like, there's... A combat landing, like what's going on? Yeah, down there? You, you don't know what's going on really? at all. You don't. What's like, a combat combat landing? So the, the combat landing is basically when the C seventeen, like they go in, they kind of go up, and then they kind of go straight down into the landing, and they're just like, you get ready, you, oh, you like load your mags, yeah. like you're ready to just like get out, and something about to happen. It's something about oh, yeah. dang. So it's like I remember, like when we we're going, like the lights in the plane were green, right? The green, they're in the green while they're in, there, and you're just kind of chilling, right? Right. And then when they said that on the intercom, the lights just turned red. So that means you're like, you, you got to get ready. Like, you're about a few minutes till you're landing. And then I remember, like, I listened to a specific song. It was by, um, it was an interstellar song, but it was like a guitar version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like something with caution. I forgot the exact song name, but it was like, it was really, really, really good. And it was, mm-hmm. like, I remember I kept listening to that song over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It was calming me down. Calm me down, and then Damn, I remember I, I took my uh, AirPods out and I put them in my pocket. And I remember they just said, you know, they said that line, and then you hear everybody's meds going, like everybody's like, like locking their weapons, bro. Yeah, but then we got out, dead silent. Really? Yeah. Nothing. Dang, there's not not a single not, peeping sound. Not not a peeping sound, and I we had all this gear on too, so we couldn't move fast. We still had our rucks, which is like a whole like, and I was carrying my buddy's uh, 240 ammo. Right. So like, it was really, really, really heavy. Like super Dang. heavy, and then I had two bags. So like, if we would get out, bro, I'm be honest, we get smoked. Really? Yeah. Who? Somebody's laid one AK round or a whole disc around into that plane. We all been done. Dang. So do you guys like land like in a desert? So we actually landed at the airstrip. Oh. Yeah. The, their airstrip. Their airstrip. Did U.S. make that or their own airstrip? Bro, I'm just, honestly, I don't, I'm not, I don't hope the U.S. didn't make it because that airstrip was ghetto as hell. <laughs> I hope we didn't make that crap, bro. Dude. I don't even want to acknowledge like how bad that airport was run. Dang, bro. That's wild. Yeah, bro. They had like one dude on a walkie-talkie running the planes. What? Yeah, I hope the U.S. ain't running that. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not, that's not U.S. Yeah, something else. It's Afghan. Dang, bro. Yeah. It's not, and now you said <laughs> earlier that... It's been your worst two weeks was, there. So explain yeah. that. So it was extremely difficult um, because it was mentally really bad. It was like, so you there would be people there for me, especially. Mm-hmm. There would be a lot of Afghan civilians because we had a ceasefire with the Taliban. Like we were not supposed to fire on them unless they fired on us. So they would just flag us with their weapons. Really? Um, yeah, they would just flick us off. And do all these things, and like they were just 
their their idea of crowd control was just laying an AK AK round into the entire crowd if they needed to. So you saw too? Did they do that? So that you would hear it all the time. Like oh the, you man! You would hear gunshots consistently. Like, so they were just shooting at their own people. Yeah, well, so basically they they, they were just like they're even the ANA dudes there. Like they would just shoot over. People. And what's the ANA dude? ANA, the Afghan National Army. So like the, okay. they they like kind of work with us, but they they fled when the Taliban were taking over. They were just scared. Oh really? Right. Yeah, that's why they took over so fast. Damn. Um, and basically, it was just a whole surge of like people that were outside these gates that like wanted to wanted to come in. Right. And it's like you would have to tell these people like they would sometimes hold up signs that would say hey like, like families like hey i have family i have kids like here please help my my son he's sick and you have to straight up look that man or that woman or nah. that child in the eye and say no nah. damn bro you tell him no nah, i can't i can't take you how was that like on you bro I, for me I, if i went to go see that bro i'll be like devastated it was so it, how was that bro um it was absolutely exactly what you said it is it was very very heartbreaking especially for me and it's like a few days prior there was people that were um they were so desperate to leave the country that people would literally cling on to our c-17s really taking off yes so afghans would hold on to the bottom of our c-17s because the airstrip got flooded at one point yeah and the um planes would take off and people would just fall dude they were trying to hold on to the plane hold on to the plane that's desperation i've never seen in my entire life bro what bro yeah so people, like, there's videos online, you'll see people hanging on the planes, and they just fall, and they just splat on the concrete. So they they, they kept holding on as the they, plane was in the air. They thought, yep, they thought that if they held on to our C-17s, they could get out of the country. And they thought clinging on to a C-17 uh, is the best way to, um, is better than being in their own country. Bro. Yeah. That is sad. It was. It's heartbreaking. And you'd see babies sleeping on the concrete with no parents. See, I would hate to see that. Yeah, it was... It was it was rough. It was it was extremely rough. It was definitely uh, something that took me a lot to kind of like get over. I'd say, yeah. Um, and just like kind of be like, well, what the heck just happened? On top of that, I won't get into this part, but I had a lot of family issues going on. Mm-hmm. Um, a ton. Right. It was really bad, and it was caused a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of turmoil right. in my life. So I was already at a low point before I went there, like the lowest. I've yeah, ever been really. In my life. Really. Like that's why I said earlier today I was at a five. Dang, bro. Right. Yeah. So it's like. Nowadays, you know, you go into, you know, and the the repercussions from seeing that stuff, um, I now when I see homeless people, right, right, I'll see a homeless person and I'm like, dang, yeah, I want to help you and I'll try to help whenever I can. I'll okay. get like a few days ago that I had these biscuits my uh, coworker Dan gave me, mm-hmm. and he gave me his whole like thing for him, like like a little like a plate or something right. to take home, and there was this homeless dude in Minneapolis underneath the bridge, and I just. I just took it out and gave it to him. Respect, bro. You're yeah. a good man, bro. So it, it taught me a lot. Um, people think like the scary part was the gunshots or the um, the bombs going off in the nighttime, and you know that it was scary. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like ima- imagine sleeping on an airstrip, right? And all you hear throughout the night is planes coming in, landing super loud. Then you hear gunshots consistently. You'd hear people yelling. You would hear, you know, for me, Ooh. women screaming. I could not, like, you, you'd hear people scream and stuff and, like, like beg to get into these places. And it, just, it was just bad. Dang. Um, bombs would go off. You hear bombs in the middle of the night. That's, so, are you, like, like you say, it was scary. So, how, was, how can you sleep through that? You just eventually become numb to it. Honestly. Really? Yeah, I became numb to it after probably about night three. Dang. Yeah, so the first when we first got there, I heard gunshots for the first time that weren't ours. 
Which really? Was really weird because it's like, I was like, dang, like those are not training rounds. Those yeah. are not Those are not like people just shooting at targets. You said that first night, right? The first night, yeah. Because I remember we first got there, like it was quiet at first. Like we walked into our bay, and then I remember we laid down, and we're all laying in this hangar, and we were laying down, and I just heard like each in the back, I hear, and I was like, what the heck? So we had no ROE at this point, so we had no rules of engagement. We didn't know what the heck we're supposed to react to that. Right. So I'm sitting here with my rifle on my chest. I carried an M4A1 with a 320, which is a grenade launcher. Mm-hmm. And I had that. Oh on, really? Yeah. Dang. Had that on my chest, and I was just sitting there, and I remember I, I just had that thing like on me all the time. Yep. It was just, like always in arm's reach, mm-hmm. and it, it's how it always should be. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it was just really, yeah, it, it was scary at first because you're like, okay, these people have to storm into this place and just shoot us. Exactly. I mean, That's reality, how we're worried about. Yeah, in reality, that wasn't happening. There's was just you know Taliban checkpoints outside, and they were just shooting into either into the air or into the crowd. I don't know what the hell they were doing. Yeah. So were they scared to shoot at? So you guys had like a base like set up. Yeah, in, in the airport. So we controlled the inside of the airport, and the Taliban had all the outside. So we're surrounded by all of them. Dang, And we're bro. told to work with them. Dude, I've, I I stood about 30 feet away from a Taliban person. Really? And I could see him, he could see me. What was he, do- like, what, what was he doing at that time? Just flicking me off. Really? Yeah. Like, they were just, they, they were just like, they were just like, yeah, get the Americans out of here. Like, they're leaving. Like, it's, it's our, our place now. And they're, they're terrible people. Oh, I know. Like, they're terrible people. Like, I, you hear in school and there's all these conspiracy things like, oh, the U.S. was bad in that situation. This is the one mission that I've been on that I was like, you know what? I feel like I am doing as much as I can Yeah. to help these people. Damn, And the bro. Taliban was just making it hard. They were just taking out their own people, doing all some crazy yeah, stuff. Bro, it's like, it, they're just like Muslim extremists. Damn, and, bro. You know, not all, obviously not all Muslims is bad. No, it's yeah, not, yeah, it's, yeah. There's really good ones. Um. But there's a, it got worse because then later on, um, we had lost 13 U.S. service members. Really? Yeah, on, on your, like. On, on our side to a, um, a suicide bombing. 13 Marines. Really? Yeah. I wear them on my wrist every day. So, did, oh, wow. So, did yeah. you, like, were you, how many people did you guys, br- like, bring? I, uh, like, m- like, more than 100? More. Way more. Oh, okay. Like, we, we brought in as much as we could. Um, it just seemed babies, man. Like people yeah. would like hold their babies up and cry. It just it was terrible. I, I just it's just something that I, I I'll never forget it and I know I won't ever forget it. Right. Um That's hard, bro. Yeah. It's trauma. Yeah, it's like it's like imagine like having the ability to help somebody and then just, you not yeah. being able to help them at all. If you have a gun, you technically could shoot that Taliban member, but your rules say, Hey, look, you can't shoot this person unless they shoot at you. And I was like, What kind of dumb shit is that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. These, yeah. these people are evil. Yeah, yeah. Like That's after, true. After those guys. Exactly. No, I feel you. So yeah. were they like? So did they fire at you guys at all? So a lot of rounds would they we get stray rounds that go near us all the time. A few of us in our squads got CIV. Some of us didn't. Everybody What's, had rounds go near us. What's CIV? CIV is Combat Infantryman Badge. So basically, it means that you you get shot at. Um, you have to write a statement, and that statement comes back whether they give you it's like a, a little award, it's a little rifle on your chest. Oh, okay. Um, and cabs, which is the same thing, just for non-infantry people. Okay. Um, but basically, all of us. Got put in for them, but only some of us got them because you know writing and stuff. So I personally, I didn't get one. Um, I know a few of my my buddies that got some, right. and it's just it's whatever. We all got our combat patches. We um, we went there. All of us experienced a lot of messed up stuff. All of us heard rounds go near us. It's everybody, everybody got something. Dude, that's wild. Yeah, like the closest um round I ever saw 
was when my buddy Barthel, mm-hmm. he's he's crazy kid, good good friend, um, but weird dude. But he was <laughs> we were going to these connexes and these connexes like had stuff because we're just taking stuff out yeah. home because we're leaving the country. So right, like, right. You know, we might find some nods or something. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say that. <laughs> Not nods are like night vision goggles, by the way, and they're really expensive, and you shouldn't steal them. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Or like some people try to bring back like AK stuff. Really? Yeah, we we got caught up real quick. So. <laughs> Wait, from. The U.S. supply or their supply? Oh, we don't use AK-47s. Oh. Yeah, there's. There's. Dang. Yeah, I, w- I wish this wish podcast had pictures, but I have, like, so many, like, pictures of that stuff. Damn. Um, and, it, yeah, dude, like, so my buddy was going through these connexes. He was just looking for stuff because we were about to leave, like, a few days later. And I remember he was, like, it was just so casual at this point. I remember he was, t- he was going through the connex, and then he'd hear, <laughs> right off the top of the connex. It was, like, round. Like, yeah. I don't know if it was a stray round. We got shot at or anything, but if we would have gotten shot at, I feel like I would have definitely reacted. I think it was a straight round, but there yeah. was, people were so used to it at this point that it didn't phase them. Dude. So like he, my buddy was just running, and then when that round hit the thing, he's like, woohoo, and he ducked his head and went into the next context, kept looting. So they were shooting at you guys at, May, at some well, point. I, I, probably, I don't know. Like they could have been. I, I don't. I'd like to think that they weren't. Maybe they were just strays, but I had no idea. There's no way to tell. Yeah. So. Dang. So how was like. Food, like eating food, eating. Oh my how, how how was that? Like, what were you eating? Nothing, bro. Really? This stuff was like, but for the like the first few days, like there was just like we had very little rations. We were getting food, we were getting taken care of. Yeah. But the rations were just not enough. Like I lost my bench went down thirty pounds when I was Damn. in Afghanistan. My thirty pound bench going down two in two weeks. What does I tell you? Dude, thirty pounds. You that's lose. wild. Yeah, that's how like little we were. So what type of food was it? It was like something different every day. It'd be like shrimp. Like, oh. like two little pieces of shrimp and like a little side of rice. Really? Yeah, bro. Damn, what? And with a nice good old sand water from your camelback. Damn, bro. And yeah. The army don't we, the army eventually took care of us. They they sent us MREs. Um we had to ration those out and my my fat ass ate <laughs> I really wish I didn't do that because in the next few days I was freaking I Oh yeah, to preserve it a little, yeah. save it a little oh, bit. I was with my buddy, I was like, hey yo. Can I have a Skittle? <laughs> you know, I'm like, you freaking... I was like... I, no, yeah. Yeah, I should have listened to my team leader for sure, um, but I didn't, and I suffered the consequences, and that's on me. So, what's the... What, what would you say the craziest thing you saw when you were there? Ooh, craziest. Like, it'd be... It can be sad, it can be good, it can be just... What's one of the... What 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 hit the... What, the, what hit the spot for you? For me, there is this, uh, there is, I, I, I told my, uh, I actually woke my, my squad leader up about this in the middle mm-hmm. of the night. There is this time where I was walking back from latrine, which is the bathroom, um, at night with, uh, uh we usually supposed to have a bow buddy, but no one wanted to wake up. So I just kind of went right. and I was walking back and I remember when I was walking by one of the walls, cause like the outside the wall where we were, was just kind of like the rest of Afghanistan. Right. And I remember I heard this like woman like saying something in Pashto, which is what the language they speak in Afghanistan. Okay. And um, I remember I heard her saying something. I don't know what the heck she was saying. I kind of just ignored it because you just hear people talking all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just remember like hearing this, these these uh, these two male voices. They're just yelling. And I thought this girl might have snuck into the wall or something. Right. And she wasn't supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe she's on the outside. Maybe it was a Taliban. I do not know. Right. But I remember I just hearing this girl like yelling stuff and then like two gunshots. And then voices went, like I just remember the scream. The scream and just silent. Like, it was just like, gunshot, scream, two more gunshots, oh, silent. Oh, man. So I didn't know what happened. Now, I don't even know what happened. That That's what sucks. Yeah. 
Like, you don't know what happened. You, you didn't see it. You just heard it. Like, for all I know, she could have just went in there. She could have gotten two warning shots over her head. Or she just got straight up murked. Dude, that's can't, sad. People are getting murked in general. People would die. That is sad, bro. Yeah. So, so, so tell me this. You're in, Af- you're in Afghanistan. What is, you're at the camp. What does your day consist of? Like, a, what are you doing all day? Like, Okay, so um, Afghanistan, so for the two weeks we were there, we worked on ECP, entry control point. So mm-hmm. it's like a checkpoint. Right. Um, so think about like when you're at TSA or something like that. Like right. what you're like outside and it's like you're letting people with vehicles in. And like people with guns, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like you, you're sitting there and like you're checking people, you're searching people, you're asking them questions, you're still keeping an eye out for everything on the outside of mm-hmm. the airport, trying to secure this entire location, right? Um, and we'd let these people in, and it sucked because we'd have to turn people around, and, yeah. But basically, what we do is we'd wake up. There was first platoon, second platoon, and some one of us had the daytime shift, it was the nighttime shift. The mm-hmm. daytime shift went into the night. The nighttime shift just went all night into the day. So we would kind of swap, and we were there like 12, 14-hour shifts. Oh, dang. Yeah, so like I had the day shift into the night shift, so I kind of got both worlds. Right. Um, and we went, we'd do the day stuff, we'd let people in, we would tell people to turn around, gunshots, etc. All that stuff was going on consistently. I, when I mean consistently, I mean like gunshots would happen consistently. Like, like you would hear them all the time outside, like all the time. Like I would take videos on my phone. I have so many videos on my phone just <laughs> hearing like over and over and over again. Dude, that's wild, bro. Yeah, if you guys want, like, I don't know if the, if the camera can pick it. I can play one for you. This is kind of like this is what it sounded like. I have it pulled up here on my phone. Yeah, that's wild, bro. <laughs> so that that was me just filming outside the window one day. Dang. Yeah, it, 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 was, it, was, it was like that like a lot. You just hear that type of stuff, and it'd be in the distance. And it's just like, this is the thought of like, right. people getting killed, bro. Dude, yeah, that's... Yeah. Damn. So did you, with that, so did you guys go to like, did you just like see any like civilian like housing or like where you yeah. were sleeping all, at? All, How was that? All the time. So, you, you see, bro, there's... Okay, I'm, I'm going to say this like straight up, but we had these binos, right, which are like binoculars. Oh, but I say, yeah, okay. Bro, dude, some of these Afghan women, bro, they... <laughs> they they thick. I ain't gonna lie. Like you 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 be like, hey yo, sergeant, twelve o'clock. You be yeah. looking in the box like, gosh dang. Like you can just tell. So that's uh, funny. Yeah, bro. I'll be honest, but yeah, you, you, you would see all the villages and stuff from the towers. You would see like the I wouldn't say villages, but you'd see like the city. You'd see it's because it was Kabul. Yeah. You'd see like all these shops. You'd see kids. These kids were waving at the Taliban like they were their friend. Wait, so you're like looking through all this through goggles? I look at this through goggles, yeah, or I could see with my eyes. Like it was not, it was all right in front of me through this oh, tower. But I, if I wanted to look far away, yeah, right. like further into like houses and stuff, I could see it through the goggles. Damn, them goggles go that far? Yeah, bro. And then on top of that, we had uh, we had heat, heat sensory ones, so you'd see like heat and stuff like that, and people walking around, you'd see like their, Damn. their heat, you know, thermal opti- like thermal optics, night vision optics, all these type of optics. That's crazy. So yeah. what, was it just like a straight like? Going there, did it look like it was just a war zone, like everything just like blowing up and? Um, so there were some areas that like you could tell, like there was like you could see that they were like really ghetto looking, yeah, yeah. and there were like people, you know, probably wars there, fights there, yeah. I guess. Um, but not not too much. Um, but what was really, it just sounded like a war zone a lot. Really, but there wasn't like you wouldn't see like you'd see smoke and stuff. Yeah, like there's smoke you'd see in the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd see fires. You'd hear gunshots. Like, I That's guess crazy. So, yeah. Um, everything there kind of looks the same though. So, 
Everything's oh, just, yeah. just sand and just, buildings yeah. and more sand. Was it how how was the weather there? Oh, it actually, bro, it was nice. Really? Yeah, like it was like seventy degrees. Like the whole time it was we were like there. seventy degrees. Maybe maybe dropped like sixty five at night. Nighttime? Oh, you gonna say nighttime? Yeah, too? it was it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I'll be honest. Like some days it reached like ninety. Really? That's kind of hot. Yeah, Kuwait was hot. Kuwait we facing one twenty. Dang. Like you go outside, imagine the wind hitting your face. It burns your face. Now, like how was that being there? Hurts. Oh, that was just boring, bro. Really? So what, what, what did that? What what consist of when you were there? So basically, wake up. You might have training that day. Mm-hmm. You might you might go out and do stuff that day, but you ain't doing nothing. You ain't getting there's no nothing going on. You don't have to worry about anything. Really? It's a chill area. Right, Dang. everyone there rich. Freaking imagine Arabs driving Lamborghinis. Yeah. Oh, really? That's Kuwait. Oh. Okay. Right. Except for where we were, we're just in a, in a crap hole. It is sand. Sand, 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 sand. I freaking hate sand. Dang. Freaking like how you call me Anakin, bro? Because I freaking <laughs> hate sand. So we're just laying on cots like in the sand. Yeah. Well, you, well, no. So we actually slept in a tent, like a big old tent. Oh, and we okay. Had, like, bunks and stuff. Okay. Because that was our staging area. That's where I lived most of my life that entire year was in that stupid tent. How long were you there for? A year. Dang. A freaking year, man. And then we got we were QRF, which Quick Reaction Force, mm-hmm. and we would go. That's when we got sent to Afghanistan. So when you're in Kuwait, nothing like bad or anything happened when you were nah, there. Nah, I mean I drove to Iraq on accident once. <laughs> the, I, that, <laughs> that, How do you drive to Iraq <laughs> on accident? Oh, yeah, this is a funny story. So basically, we do these things. We do PMCSs, which is like it's for your vehicle, so you check it for stuff, check mm-hmm. it for any faults, and you take it on like a test drive. Right now, Iraq was about 15 minutes from us all the time, like the border of Iraq. And my squad leader was like in the back and put a new private up in front with me. And I'm just a specialist, right? So right. I'm a specialist. I'm not a sergeant yet. And this private sitting next to me and the private's just sitting there like, I don't know what the heck's going on. He knew. He's fresh from basic. He knew. Right. Right. Um, he was a good guy though. Um, but my, my team leader and my squad leader were in the back of the vehicle freaking listening to Juice World, getting in their feelings. <laughs> right. And I'm just sitting there driving. I'm like, hey, sergeant, when do I turn? So yeah. I'm just driving straight yeah. on a straight road in the middle of the desert looking at camels and crap. Just like, Dang. does the place look the same? And we pull up to this checkpoint. People had guns. Like these people just had like, they had guns. It's like US people. They were just like, you got to turn around. And then my, my squad leader sits up in the back. He goes, bro, you better turn around. He goes, he goes what are you doing? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you freaking took us up to Iraq. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, so I'm over here driving. He, and he's like, he's like, you ain't driving no more Stevens. I'm like, you didn't tell me. Yeah, listen to Juice like, World, man. Yeah, just back there getting his feelings. Listen, it was like Lucid bl- Dreams, something like that, or like listening to Black Bear or something. They were listening to something. <laughs> and they were just talking about life, and I'm sitting there like, bro, where's the turn? Yeah, that's that's not nah, what you want. Stuff was funny though. I ain't gonna lie. There's some. There's so many funny moments. I'm gonna say, so how was it like? Like, did you enjoy being there? Hell no. Nah. In Kuwait? No. Really? Absolutely not. Damn, First, why is that? Bro, because like my family stuff at home went to crap. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually got sent home on Red Cross leave because something happened. I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't have to. Else's business, but yeah. um, basically got sent home and it caused a rift between me and my, my team leader. Oh, really? It involved both of our families and it was really bad. Really? Um, yeah. And basically my mother um, was going through a lot. My, mm-hmm. my, my little brother Noah mm-hmm. moved. My older brother Chuck did kind of disappear off the map. Mm-hmm. No one knows where he is. Right. So I was just like, like, there's nothing left for me at home. Yeah, a lot going on. Yeah. And I was just like, this is, the, that was the worst part of deployment for me. If anyone ever asked me what the worst part of deployment was, it was sitting in Kuwait knowing that my family was falling apart. Yeah, that would be tough, bro. Yeah. And my relationship was falling apart. Like, it was just like so much distance between everything. It just was, it was hard. It was just so hard. And. How are you coping? Go ahead. Oh, you're good. You're good. What were you going to ask? I was say, how are you coping with that? I didn't. Dang, that's man. why, that's why today when you ask me, 
what are you at mentally? I said, I'm the strongest I've ever been, but I'm at a five. See, bro, I like, I like that. See, that's why I, like, that's why I love podcasting, bro. Yeah. Like, you get to know more about people, bro. Yeah, it, it was so funny because I, I watched one of your podcasts and I was like, and the dude said, a six? And you're like, a six? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, damn, I'm about to say a five. No, really. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to one, I was listening to a few of your podcasts. So oh, okay. really? Thank um, you, thank you. But, yeah, it's just... It, it was hard because when you're when you're over there, you don't really have this mental su- health support system. Like they do have behavioral health there, but it's another dude that's paid in the army to work and be there right. for you. Hear stuff every day. Your battle buddies, they all focused on themselves. They got their own problems, mm-hmm. so you just feel really ignored and you feel alone. And that's where I learned. When like th- I feel like being overseas made me become truly become a man. Oh yeah. Because like yeah. I, not because of war, not because of everything, but everything I had to go through mentally. And like overcoming it and coming back and being able to still stand on my two feet and be the same person I was. I didn't let it change me. See, that's good, bro. I don't like it. It made me, it, it moved stuff around in me and made me see the world a little differently. Mm-hmm. But I'm still the same guy yep, that yep. jumps around, does flips. Yep. I'm the same guy that jokes around with kids. I'm right. the same dude that would freaking wrestle you. <laughs> no, yeah. Right. I'm yeah. the same, same dude. So and, now let me ask you this. So would you take any of that back? If you had the chance, would you take any of that back? Uh, I wish I could do more. You wish you could do more? Um, But like then again, I couldn't change that. But mm-hmm. if I could, I would have wanted to save more Afghans. Okay. I wanted to, would have wanted to save more children. Okay. More babies, more, you know, keep families together. Yep, yep. You know, hug more of them. Yep. You know, tell them I care. Mm-hmm. Wishing that they understood me. Dude, that experience is wild, bro. So, you're going, so now you're on your, you're on your way back home. Dude, what like you seen all that type of stuff, bro? Like, what's what's the first thing you're doing when you get home from seeing all that tragedy? First thing I was gonna do was I was taking a drive in my car. <laughs> yeah, right. Clear up the head. Clear up the head. Um, I was like, I'm gonna come home. I'm gonna say hi to my family. Um, start training at the gym again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? At first, I was like, I didn't know what to do. I was like, damn, what next? Right. But then I was like, you know what? I can't sit on my butt and just like feel bad for yeah, myself. Yeah, be sad. Yeah, and be sad because this like if anybody's watching this that hasn't experienced stuff yet, this world does not give a crap about you at all. You are it will crap on you over and over and over again. It's not gonna feel bad for doing no. it, right? The only way that things ever get better is if you get up off of your ass and you get up and you do something. Without I stayed home for two weeks, feeling feeling bad for myself. I gave myself two weeks and then I started working. Started going to the gym. I, I started the that, parkour bro. grind again. Started the YouTube grind. Kept the TikTok going. Kept I it all going. I love that, bro. And that eventually is what made me heal. I love that, bro. Yeah. And the, just seeing those kids, man, every single day smiling. Like, I co- like I, I have a private lesson later on today with two of uh, some of my gymnasts. Oh, today, really? Yeah. And I'm going to help them. And their their name's Haley and Abby. And they're they're really cool. And like, like seeing all of these kids like just come into my life and them telling me their stories. About, like, oh, my teacher's so mean to me. I'm like, sit there and I smile at them. I'm like. Or like, oh hey, like, yeah. like oh, there's drama at school's going on. I just sit there and I smile, and I'm like, dude, dude, it's yeah, get, it can get so much worse. Enjoy what you have. Now. Yeah, I, I, I'm really, I preach on that too heavy. Like, mm-hmm. like I always say, you take L's, not lessons. Like you, you took, you didn't take an L. Like where all that stuff happened, you, mm-hmm. like you learned, you took lessons. You were yes. right now notes. You went through lessons, and now that you're sitting here right now, you're like. You're like you say. You're it made you a man. It did. That's why I asked you. That's why I asked you. Are you glad? Like, would you take any of that back? That's why. Yeah. That's that's the reason why I asked you that. One hundred percent. And honestly, um, 
nah, I think God planned out my life the way it was supposed to be. There you go, yep. I don't drink, never have. I don't smoke, never have. Don't really, hate, respect nothing, that. Nothing, okay. nothing. I respect stick, that a lot. Stick to my morals, stick to who you are. Yeah, that's, I, yep. I love to hear that. I, that's what, that's why I preach to stay true to yourself. Like, I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that. Mm-hmm. And it's just because you grow up hard. Like, I grew up pretty hard. With, like, I grew up with a, a really big alcoholic family. My family divorced when I was young. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like moving school to school, and eventually I met you. And it's like, yep. like if I never would have met you, I never would be on this podcast. Exactly. If I didn't go through the crap I went through, I never would have been on this podcast. And by me talking to people on this podcast, who knows how many people I might have helped. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, bro. Exactly. The will of fire, bro. Bro, that's why I love the podcast. That's why I love having a wide variety of guests mm-hmm. because... Bro, if it wasn't for my pocket, if it wasn't for me starting, you probably wouldn't be sitting here right now, no. and I probably would have not known none of that. I wouldn't be interesting if I didn't go through hell. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, and you know, if I would have listened to those haters back in the day and just said, "Oh, I'm gonna quit parkour because they think it's it's not normal," I wouldn't be where exactly. I am. I wouldn't have had the healing I needed from post deployment. Exactly. See, that's what, anyone who's listening. They like he's a true like testimonial. Like, stay true to yourself and keep grinding. Don't give up. Like literally, I I know that's a cliche thing to say, but keep it going. Like, yeah. Never just sit if you're sad or anything. Never just if you, the more you sit, the more sad you're gonna keep getting. So whoever, I, I'm I'm pretty sure like you helped someone out with the talks that you had. In I'm it. glad, dude. I I'm really glad. And dude, the truth is, is that like seriously, like every the more you stick to who you are. Think about yourself right now and be like, what does little me looking at right now? If I were to look and see myself when I was seven or when I was eight or when I was nine or when I was 15, mm-hmm. right, would I be proud? Exactly. Would I be proud of the person I've become? Would I be ashamed? What would I fix? What would I want to change? Exactly. Did I keep true to my morals? Mm-hmm. Did I stay who I am? Yep. And most of you will say no. And I, there's things about me that aren't the exact same that I still, but I'm still working on myself. That's exactly. Part of the exactly. It's like... To stay true to who you are, because this world will morph you, it will bend you, it will try to change you. And you know what? A lot of people change to it, and they end up doing something that, and they do something they don't like, and they don't like how something's making them. Right. You mentioned to me, and now I'm gonna ask you a question. You mentioned yep. to me about your rapping, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That you, when you rap, you say you don't like how I was making you. Yep. What do you mean by that? So a lot of people, I'm pretty sure people are gonna tire my ass talking about this every time. But mm-hmm. what happened with rap, bro, is. It first started off with me doing it as like, you know, a joke. I started seeing you in high school, mm-hmm. like just like messing around, doing it with a group of other people. And then I started to like actually started liking it. Yeah. And I, f- I fell in love with the concept of it. And I fell, I more fell in love with like the long, like I fell in love with, oh, I can make someone's money with this. Mm-hmm. I can do famous, you know, me at an 18, 19 mindset. Oh, I'm going to get, a, I'm going to get a bunch of girls doing this. Yeah. I'm going to get doing all this and that. But so I so I started making music. I slowly started. Everyone hated me. Everyone hated my music at first. I was people were talking like saying, "You bro, you're a trash. You suck. You were ass. Like stop doing music." And like you said earlier, but I, I I used that for hunger. I was like, "All right, I'm I'm gonna prove all y'all wrong. I'm Absolutely. I'm prove all y'all wrong." So I just started working. I started practicing. But I was in. A, I'm coming home. I was writing like notes. Like I wrote all my music. So I'm writing notes like every day. You know, I'm in the studio all the time. And I slowly started getting better. I had like a, a hit break single that really like set me off. And that's when people started taking me serious called Rockstar Lifestyle. And then like that like started like to blowing up like locally. Like I'll like go to like Antlers Park and people were like started playing the music and like I'm walking around. So that's a song that like solidified me. And then from there, I just started like dropping like bangers. Like I found like my flow and everything. 
And like every song that I was dropping kept getting better. So then I started doing music videos. I started doing shows. And like, to me, I was like, oh, I'm in the top of the world right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. I'm drinking. I'm smoking. I'm doing all that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like having, I'm living that rock star lifestyle. Yeah. That's why I named the song rock star lifestyle. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm not dating my girlfriend at the time. So I dated my girlfriend in senior year, junior year of high school. And then we broke up senior year. I was single. And we got back in 20. 2020. Yeah. So, um, so I wasn't dating her at the time. You know, I'm talking to all these different girls. It's like being like literally like act, like being like rock like I'm in that rock star mindset. Yeah. So then, I, I slowly started seeing myself and start doing dumb things. Yeah. Starting my ego started getting like skyrocketed and it was just going up and up. Every song I dropped, my ego was just going crazy, mm-hmm. and I noticed myself like I literally noticed myself like changing like. You know that saying when people say like music really influences people? Yeah. So I was rapping about things I like you know me since I was middle school. I was rapping yeah. about like like having guns and like drugs and I didn't I didn't do none of that. It wasn't my it wasn't my character. But because I heard other rappers talking about it, and then I start implementing that into my music, I started to actually believe that I was really like like that. So then my that struck my ego even more. Then I just started getting super cocky. That cloud got to my head. Like, like you see all my Instagram followers, bro. Because like I was in like marketing groups, so like I had like a marketing like like mind. So like yeah. I was like doing a lot of marketing. I was pushing my music heavy, and like I was like I'm like DMing like like small like I'm I'm like talking to, like artists like um that's like. Not up there, but like they're like a step below. Yeah. So I got like DMs with that and stuff like that. I'm talking like famous like producer and stuff like that. So all that in a bubble, bro, just made my ego just go out of this world. And then one day I woke up, I'm like, bro, like something happened to me. I'm not gonna say on here. Something happened, and I just like I gotta fix myself. I stopped making music. And I'm like, bro, I I can't do this more. I ghosted social media for like a year. And like, cause when I was doing, when I was making music, my mental health was, it looked like it was good. It was terrible. Yeah. I was putting up a fake persona. I'm sitting there on Snapchat, you know, flexing, you know, I got on a Gucci belt and stuff like that. I got on designer clothes. Like to me, like to the outside world. Oh yeah. He's looking good. Mm-hmm. Deep down inside. Miserable. miserable. Cause it was eating at me. Cause I knew that I was putting up a fake persona and like mm-hmm. someone can expose this any day. And then when people started like, people actually started like. Like my close friends and other people started slowly catching on, like this is this is not you, and then I'll get mad because I'm like, yeah, it is. I'll get mad at like my close, my closest friends saying like you need to stop. I'm like, nah, bro, what are you talking about? So I'll get mad at that, and then yeah, bro, it's just a uh, all that just trickled into everything, and like I just, I like I said, I, I go to social media for a year, and I, bro, I'm way more happier now. Like I was not doing anything. I was like working like. I was like working like in like a factory and like doing like yeah. paint line stuff and like assembly work. Now I'm a welder now and like I like started from the yeah, bro, started from the ground and like I just like found like I just like I had to like man up, bro, like you said. Like that that's why I said like going through things in life, like I don't like I don't see them as L's, I see them as lessons. Mm-hmm. And I see it like God was like, bro, like he gave me a second chance. He's like 100%. you gotta fix what you're doing or like you can see what the outcome could be. So then I was like, like I said, I go social media. I started dating my girlfriend again. We got back together, and like life just been like good ever since I stopped making music, and then I uh, started doing this podcast thing. And now people get to see the real me instead of like a fake persona. And the reason why I st- one of the reasons why I started this 
it's because I want to share like my testimonies and, and like influence people who was like doing like the, the same things that I was doing. Yeah. Like, you know, being dumb, not saying like clown activity, like not staying true to yourself to show them that you can be yourself and still be liked and show them like stay true to yourself is like very important. Like don't ever lose yourself. Don't ever let social media or cloud get to your head. And like just if you, the more you uh, yourself, the more people fall in love with you. It's true. So that's, that's, that was my whole thing with the whole music thing. I know that was long as shit, but yeah. like it was a no, long no, story. That's not, that's a dude. I, I, I have very, very, very firm believer in this. A true man is born from pain. Oh, without a doubt. Pain and suffering. Without right? a doubt. And Xavier, you, you are not, I, I know, I know you. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. Xavier Walker is an athlete. Yep, yep. Xavier is a good friend. Mm-hmm. Thank you, bro. Xavier is a creative person, has a creative mindset, which is why he could rap in the first place. Yep, yep. Right? And it's why you're doing this podcast. And most of all, Xavier is a person who strives for success. Yeah, bro. Thank you, bro. And that is who you are. Yeah, exactly, bro. I don't think you're gang banging. Exactly. You know, shooting. And, and that's I, another I thing, bro. People, because I was putting that energy out. Mm-hmm. Dude, there were so many rumors going around, like people were, like saying that like I was in a gang and stuff, mm-hmm. and I hated that. But I, but it was my fault because I projected it in my music. Mm-hmm. So I was like, bro, I can't do this no more. Like and a lot of rappers do that. Exactly. You know? And I'm like, I can't. Like people, there's so many rumors going. On. I'm like, bro, this is not me. Like I, I always say, like there, dude, like it was like drug dealers starting to add me on Snap and be like. I'm like, just because they knew I made music and the persona I put out, they automatically assumed that like I wanna like help them like sell stuff mm. or I wanna do all this extra stuff. And I'm just like, bro, like, no. And yeah. I always turn them down. See, the thing is, deep down inside, I always knew that what I was doing wasn't right. But I feel like, like I said, I feel like I had to put on this mask to keep it going. Cause that's what people fell in love with my music for at first. Because that's what I put out at first. And then when I once I stopped. And I try to go back to music, it wasn't the same. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I try to make like meaningful music, quote unquote, but it was I couldn't do it. I, I feel like I got PTSD going. I feel like I was gonna go back into that trap that I was before. That is PTSD. It's a real yeah, thing. bro. I got diagnosed with that shit. Yeah, right? bro. It's like that. That that that's it's a, it's a real thing. And dude, Xavier, you are a man, dude. Appreciate you, that, you became bro. a man in the moment that you you identified your problem. You said, you know, I'm gonna make a freaking difference. Yeah, bro. That's said, what happened. I'm gonna control, take control of my life. Yeah, but that's that's what I had to do, bro. That's when you became man was right there. Exactly, bro. It was it was it was crazy. Like even like my parents, like my, my like my parents would say like, yeah, you were like, my my parents knew, mm-hmm. but they wanted me to experience it. And I, but when they told me that at first back then, I'm like, bro, why don't you tell me? But if they would have told me that I would never became the person I am now. Exactly. So I'm glad. Becoming a man's like going Super Saiyan, bro. <laughs> oh literally, yeah, bro. Literally, you you go go through all this trauma. Eventually, you just unleash this like this inner power of yourself and you just become so strong yeah bro and it's like then you're like you know what like this is life this is how shit is this is how i'm gonna do it and this is what i'm going to do and this is what i'll do if it goes wrong you mm-hmm. start to identify these things exactly bro going. exactly yeah and dude like talking with you now i said i said i was at a five not a seven see i'm right see now. i like that see i like that not seven now and why do you say that things is like why do you say that Seven, because I'm doing better than I was before, and seven, because it can always be better. See, I like that, bro. I like that a lot. Always strive to be better. Know that perfection is something that is not easily attained, and you will be chasing it for your entire life, because no one in this lifetime will ever achieve perfection. Nope. And discipline goes a long way, too, and I'm glad you hit on discipline. 
Cause I like when I was making music, bro, I was like skinny as fuck, scrawny. And then like as soon as like like I said, I took like that year off when I was ghost like ghost to social media. Like I posted like a before and after picture on Instagram not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah, and I, I just that. like turned like I just like got in that mindset. I just like turned into a beast basically. You did, dude. You yeah. really did. I saw. I was like, that ain't exa- that's Xavier, <laughs> bro. I was yeah. like, I I got pictures of Xavier on my phone, dude. Like Xavier when he was like, dude, he used to be short. He was short. fat. Yeah, was, bro. Yeah, he had missing teeth. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> he, like, dude, I'm not trying to. No, no, you're right, good, bro. No, but, I was like, all yeah, that. Yeah, he was. He was. But you play football though. Yeah, you still come out and play football with us. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. And like, and he he was just you. I knew you when you were like seven, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You were young. Oh yeah, I was young, bro. You were really little, dude, and that's like, that's it's crazy how far we've come. Both, yeah. I'm mean, I'm listening to you talk, bro. I'm just like, yeah. even like, you still got like that same personality, but it's like you, like you, like I, you still have that same idea <laughs> that I met you, but like it's just crazy seeing all the stuff you went through. Yeah, and you have the same personality too. Honestly, like, I could tell. Like, but you've you've changed. I feel like more than I have. Like, yeah. you, you definitely, like, you, you're still true to your morals and yourself, mm-hmm. but, like, you've just grown the most. Yeah. Like, you've grown a lot. Yeah, I, yeah, from, like, just the childhood things, bro, just, like, middle school days, whew. Oh, that dude, was, he, was, he was tripping in middle school, bro. Bro, I was a problem child, bro, like. Oh, my gosh, dude, remember Brandon Johnson's dad? What'd he do? Do you remember how strict his dad was? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We'd always be making fun of him because Brandon like, I can't go outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brandon's probably <laughs> listening to this podcast, honestly. He probably does, honestly. Brandon John, I haven't heard of that. Where did that guy go? He makes music again. Uh, I, but I think he just stays to himself, bro. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen him in person in a while myself. You know, you know what actually just snapped me? Nadia. Really? Yeah. Yeah, she was in that neighborhood too and we were all there. Oh my goodness. She, she was She was. She probably asking where I am right now. I haven't heard Austin. I haven't heard from Austin in a while. I, I heard from miles overseas actually. Really? Yeah, just recently. How's he doing? He's doing good. He has a kid now, bro. Oh, he has a kid he's now? He has a kid, bro. He's he living in Arizona, I think. Oh, really? No, no. He lives in Minnesota still. He was in Arizona for a while. Damn. Or his sister hit me up once. She tried, <laughs> she tried to talk to me. I was like, she's tripping. Really? Yeah. That was, that was a long time ago. Yeah, we had a little squad back then, man. Those were we good were, times. We were a trouble squad. We used to ding dong ditch people. Bro, yeah. We freaking play war. We would play football like all the time, bro. All the time. That's no, all we yeah, would do. That was, was play fun, football bro. in the backyard. And we that, have teams. People get messed up. <laughs> bro, I started. I, that was my first time playing football before like official football. Me too. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Xavier is way better at football than I am. Like <laughs> maybe back when he was little. I could probably beat him, but not anymore. Not even close. Football was wrestling was my yeah wrestling my, was your, was your wrestling sport. was always your thing because I remember I tried wrestling. You always like beat my ass <laughs> in that, but I always had you in football, dude. And then Carter Leclerc too. Yeah, bro. Dude, we gotta get the whole school. We gotta we gotta go and take it back. We have a South Fork game, dude. We do. We have to like we all have to like reconnect. That'll be dope. Yes, yeah, I see you talk to us. Seep. Seep yeah, 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 dude, bro. That's, that's like my, my brother, that's bro. That's my boy. Bro, that's yeah. real, bro. Jonathan Seepersad, Andy Seepersad. Andy was in the military, too. Bro, I do... Andy is, like, my... like um, He's, like... He's, like... He was originally when I first started as my co-host, but he's, like, my... He's, like, my special guest... He's, like, my special guest co-host, if that makes sense. And like, he's going to be on all the podcasts that, like, he can... Like, I should have had him on this one. I, I did not put that together. But he's not He's not going to be on every podcast, but... Just a lot of them. Yeah, he's going to be on, like, a few of them, whatever, wherever he's... Because he has his own podcast. Shout out to The Real Talk. The, the Seep Talk with Andy Seep. Shout out to him. He no, has, that's awesome. Yeah, he has his own podcast. He he has been on mental health, too. So, shout out to him for that. Yeah, that's a... 
I would love to see him again. I don't know how he looks now. But yeah, those are my brothers, bro. Jonathan has like another kid on the way. Dude, he he raps too. Does he still rap? Still? Yeah, he, yeah, he, but yeah, he just he's, drops he's, like a problem. He's smooth with it. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, he's he's good. I've, I've listened to his one song before. My favorite songs he ever had was called "Love Is Pain." Yeah, I like that that's song. a good one. That's I a like good that one. song. It was it was really good. Um, and guys, like everyone who supports me too, like if you're watching this and like you watch my videos, like. I have a bunch of buddies, like my buddy Gavin, he's one of my students, mm-hmm. and he's changed a lot. He's gotten really good at parkour, and he's just, like, gotten inspired. And anyone else that's, like, always, like, been like, hey, Isaiah, how are you always upbeat? It's like, oh, what your life is just must be so easy. That's not true. Yeah, right? it goes Every, way deep. Everyone's life is a struggle. I just control how life affects me physically and how I project myself as a human, and that's why... I still try to be an inspiration. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you're going through in life, whether you feel like you are down the dumps, you feel like you're going through hell, like just know as long as you keep going forward and you keep riding that wave and you understand that it will get better and it will get worse and you prepare yourself, you will be just fine as long as you keep going. Know that. Trust yourself. Trust in God. Just believe in everything. Right. I love that. Stay straight. You got this. 100%. I have full faith in you. I love that. That's a perfect way to end the podcast right there, bro. Absolutely. I love that, bro. Thank you for joining, bro. I'm glad we got to sit down, bro. It's been a while, bro. Too long. Dude, that shit is crazy, bro. Like, I'm glad we got to reconnect on that level. Yeah, I'm down to do more. Bro, I'm I'm gonna start doing video here pretty probably in the next couple months. I'm gonna start doing videos. I'm gonna have uh, all my guests I have them before come back, so I'm definitely gonna invite you back for awesome. actual video. That'd be sick. Because I, than... I love the knowledge you spit today. Like I, I really truly think the words you said today is gonna help someone that's listening. Because because a lot of people, the thing is a lot of people. This why this is like another reason why I started podcast. A lot of people won't like. A lot of men, I would say mostly, don't talk about their feelings. It's very true. We all got taught, oh, be a man. You know, uh, oh, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. And then as I started getting older, I started realizing like men get neglected. Yeah, it's like we like we need to have these type of conversations. It's alright to be hurt. It's alright to feel pain. Exactly. Like we like you need like people need to hear these conversations, and like a lot of people won't speak up on the conversation until they hear it. And it's just like like a lot of people like a couple people be like texting me like lately it's like love your podcast and then you got going on and stuff like that. Like it really like helps me out and stuff like that. Like I'm that's why I say I'm glad you said like I, bro I love that that you said that. You came here at a five, and now you're a seven. Mm-hmm. I love that. Just from this conversation, I love that. Yep. This one of my other people, uh, Jordan Anthony, he just he was on my last podcast, and he was like, "Bro, like, cause we were talking about the gym." He's like, "Bro, you're inspiring. I'm going to the gym the next day." Love that. Like, I'm going to gym tonight. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I love that, bro. Like, I just love it. Yeah. For all men out there, my message to you: that pain you're going through, turn that shit into strength. Yep. That's the best thing you can do. That's the therapeutic, therapeutic. Mental strength and physical strength, both. Yep, sharpen that mind. But any last shout outs for you? Shout you can, but shout out your social media stuff. Oh, bro. by the way, my uh, Instagram is at Steve Dogs. Um, my TikTok is also at Steve Dogs with a Z. Both of them have Z's in mm-hmm. it. Um, and my YouTube is just Isaiah Stevens. And I post a lot of parkour content and military content. And if you guys ever have any questions, feel free to DM me. Uh, my door is always open. Um, if you ever need to get into a deep talk or you give me a call, by all means. Love I'm that, bro. Always open. And I will leave your stuff in the description, too. I always do that with all my guests. Awesome. But as of for me, you know, shout out to Andy. You know, he just dropped a new podcast, too. 
the real talk with this. I keep saying that real talk. Oh my goodness, it's a C talk with Andy C. Dude, my bad. I just keep saying that because he always says like real but raw content. That's like what he pushes to. So I keep saying that. Yep. But shout out to him. You know, uh, shout out to all my guests I've been having because like this is like my thing, my sixth episode. And thank, thank you, yeah. Isaiah. It's my sixth episode, and I, I really like this how this podcast thing is going. I'm like only like a month in, and like I just love it. So shout out to y'all. And with that, don't forget to walk it like you talk it. Xavier Walker out. Peace. I had one more thing I was going to say. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Yo, guys, sorry. I, I forgot to do my shout out when he was saying his shout outs. I was like, oh, dang, I forgot to shout out people. Um, shout out to my fans, everyone that has followed me and, and, <laughs> and basically made this all possible and had me, you know, giving me the power and strength to keep going. Um, shout out to my gymnasts. Shout out to my friends, everyone that's made this life so much better and able to keep moving. Thank you guys. You guys are the real ones. There you go. Like to hear it. I'm not gonna redo my whole thing. Sorry so. about that. No, you good? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it in there too. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.